Ben asked me to teach this morning, and I, when I first looked at the chapter and verse, I realized that it was about giving. I'm like, of, of course he asked me to teach about giving while he's out of town. Um, but after diving into it, we're actually going to be talking about giving to the, those in need and, and being a, a good neighbor, not necessarily giving to the church. I want that to kind of be the, the preface to set this up today. So let's, uh, let's jump in. We're in Matthew 6, and it's verses 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God, we, um, we just lift you up this morning. Um, God, I pray that these four verses just speak to us and that they resonate um, in this church. God, we, we just thank you so much for being able to come together and dive into your word and, and worship and song. God, I, I just pray that we feel you this morning and we draw close to you and then we walk away from here encouraged um, and, and, spil- and filled with the Spirit. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. All right, so I have three main points today. Um, The first section is going to be beware, which is actually the the first word of this chapter. The second is the exchange, which is going to be the the middle two verses. And then the third is the reward, which is that verse four that we see. So jumping into the beware, I'm going to reread verse one. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So what does that mean? It's, it's kind of an odd request. You know, it, it seems like, so do I, if I'm doing good, am I meant to do good in secret? Am I meant to do good in, in hiding and in, in quiet? And I think it's, it's actually saying, no, it's, it's not about hiding doing good. It's about not doing good in order to be seen. So there's a statement that says, in order to be seen. So it's, it's all about the heart of why you are doing good. It's about the, the reason why. Is the, the reason that you are, are helping others, the reason that you're doing good, is it about self-promotion and pride and praise from people around you? Or is it about being like Jesus? And then why does it, it starts off with beware. And I think the, the beware is meant to be a, a warning. Jesus is warning us to not do good to be seen by others. You don't want to do good in order to have praise from man, in order to feel good about yourself. It's, it's kind of, you're tiptoeing that line of, of pride and sin when you are motivated to do good in order to receive praise from those around you. It's, it's pride fueling when you're doing good to receive praise. And we saw that you know, all, all throughout the Sermon on the Mount so far, we've seen that with the Pharisees, where they are fueled by people seeing them doing good. They're fueled by these gaudy prayers and, and really just like lifting themselves up in front of people. And, and really what the heart of that is, is, is pride and it's, it's sin. It's, it's what hypocrites do. So, uh, you know, we're, we learn from just this, this quick section, this beginning verse that the heart of why we do what we do matters. Your, your motivation for your action matters. You know, a, a prideful heart that is focused on selfish 
gain and, and notoriety is not honoring to God, and it's not close to God. And then I, I, you know, we see where a heart that's focused on that praise from man and selfish gain, well, then your, your giving becomes like a, a public facade. And, and what I mean by that is your giving then becomes a show. You're, you're putting on that, that face. You're, you're putting on, you know, you want people to see and, and think that you're, you're doing good when the heart behind it is really you're just kind of, you're puffing yourself up and it's, it's fueled by pride. And Jesus is telling us it, the heart of what you are doing matters. Do not do good in order to be seen by other people. And then we see earlier in, in Matthew 5.8, Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. And we see that like you give to others. You, you be a good neighbor and, and give to others because you know what's been given to you through Christ. You're not giving to gain praise or fame or notoriety because you know that that's not important. You've already gained what is, what is most important. So I just want to ask as kind of a challenge today, and as we're going through this, and um, you know, even just throughout this week, just think about the motivation behind the actions you are taking. Are you motivated and taking actions for yourself or because your heart is chasing after Jesus? So then jumping into verse 2, which this is what I'm calling the exchange, and it's kind of the end of verse 1, end of verse 2. So verse 2 is, Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So I, I want to jump to the next, I think the picture is next. Okay. So, DeMarcus, do you know who this is? Any, any guess? Does anybody know who this is? Vlade Divac. Yeah, so the year, if you, you can go to the next one. So the year that he, everybody knows who that is, right? So the year that he was drafted, he was actually drafted, if you go to the next one, he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and then traded for Vlade Divac, the guy on the left who was in the first picture. And on that draft day, the Hornets owner said, sure, Kobe might eventually be good. It's a big project. There's a chance that he could be good. But Vlade is decent now and will contribute to our team. So for the next two years, Vlade averaged 11 points for the Charlotte Hornets. He ended up going on to the Kings and having a, a good career. But Kobe went on to be Kobe Bryant, one of the three greatest players of all time, absolute legend. But the, the Charlotte ownership and the Charlotte team gave up the possibility of, of greatness to get something that they thought was like a, a decent fit now. And I, I know this is kind of a, a playful, like goofy exchange, but let's think of the, the bigger picture here. And we see this in, in verse 2 at the end. It says here that truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So what is that reward? We're seeing that, that people are trading an eternal reward and, and closest with God for a, a quick satisfaction and, and praise from man. That's what we're calling the, the exchange in this. And then earlier we saw the sound no trumpets. Like that sounds kind of out there, right? Sound no trumpets, don't toot your own horn. But I also think that could be, you know, send no Snapchats, post no Instagram stories. Like you can do good things without puffing yourself up. 
And, and we look at when you are doing good for the sake of other people seeing it, you've exchanged favor from God for unfulfilling favor from people. It's the ultimate bad trade. Like, Flade for Kobe, you can look back now, that was a, a bad trade. But we see here, this is the ultimate bad trade. And then when you are hypocritical about doing good, and you're doing it to be seen by others and receive praise from others, when your joy comes from other man's praise, it actually shows that, that there's this fear issue. You have a, a fear of what other people think of you and how other people view you. People who angle and try and get praise from other people and their joy is driven by praise from people, it's actually a fear of man issue. That's why I took some time this week to dive in. There's a a Christian counselor named Ed Welsh, and he defines fear in a biblical sense here. And he says, fear includes being afraid of someone, but extends to holding holding someone in awe and being controlled or mastered by people, worshiping other people, putting your trust in people, or needing people. And then he gives three reasons why we fear people. We fear people because they can expose or humiliate us, We fear other people because they can reject, ridicule, or despise us. And then we fear people because they can attack, oppress, or threaten us. These three reasons all have one thing in common, and it's seeing people as bigger, as more impactful, and more significant than we see God. And out of that fear, it creates in us this need to feel power and and praise and justification from other people. We want them to think that, that what we're doing is good and is, is worthy of that person's praise. And I think the, the weird part about this is as sinful people, it's, it's easy to start to seek praise from other people. And that comes from a, a place of fear. And then we start to worship the, the people that we are, are trying to be worshiped by. You know, we, we, kind of display that we have a misdirected view of fear and of worship, and then the source of joy becomes really just unsustainable. God alone, and and we've talked about this many times at church, but God alone is our, our only deep and lasting and forever source of joy. So let's jump into verse three and four. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So I want to make a, a clarification statement here, too. It says, when you give, not if you give. You know, like I, I said at the beginning, we're not necessarily talking about tithing or, or giving to the church, but rather giving to the needy and being a good neighbor. It's not an option for the Christ followers. It's, it's something that we're called to do. It's, it's when we give. It's a, it's a must when following Jesus. Giving is a, an absolute must. And then the section here that says, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I think Jesus is, is saying here that giving should be so closely tied to the heart of who we are as a person and what we are doing in our daily actions that even those who are closest to us, even our, our spouse and our close friends, we don't have to tell them about us doing good. We don't have to puff ourselves up, even in our innermost circles. 
It should just be our heart. Doing good for others should just be our, our heartbeat as Christ followers. So then I want to jump to Mark 31 through 37. I think it's, it's really important to look at how Jesus gives to those in need when, when given that opportunity. So starting with verse 31, Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and the region of Decapolis, And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers in his ear and spit on his hand and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Epitheth, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened and his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well, even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So we see Jesus here take them aside, take them in private. He's not puffing himself up and showing his, his power and, and showing what he can do, but he's taking them in private, getting to the heart of the hurt that that person is facing and providing what they need and providing healing and fixing. And then they go on to sing Christ praises because they are healed, because they, they know the truth. And I think it, it shows the, the shift of how Jesus acts versus how our sinful nature makes us want to act. And I think in, instead of seeing ourselves and instead of seeing other people as objects of worship and, and people that we fear and just crave a, approval and praise from, we start to become life-giving tools of God for the good of our, our neighbors, just like Jesus. We, we see how Jesus is life-giving and, and life-healing. And we, we head that direction when we are worried more about the approval of God than we are the approval of man. We see, too, at, at jumping back to the very beginning. So, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. And so, I, I, I think... It's important to know that good deeds done in secret, good deeds done without seeking praise of others, is pleasing to God. And I think there's a second part of that is it also shows a a pure heart. When what you're doing in secret is matching what you're doing in public, then it's what you are doing in public is no longer a facade. And I I think Ben actually does, he's probably going to hate me saying this, but more than anyone I've, I have seen, he walks the walk and talks the talk on Sunday mornings. I mean, you know Ben will be the, the first person helping people move, the first person serving and outworking the vast majority of us. And I, I think that walking the walk and talking the talk, when it, what you do in secret and what you are doing in, in private is honoring to God, when you are then doing it in public, you are avoiding and fighting being a hypocrite, and it's more about your heart than it is about the response from the people who see you serving. Uh, it, you know, the, the point of this passage, the point of these four verses, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was stoked when I saw that I had four verses this time because I think the last like three times Ben's asked me to teach, it's been like three or four chapters. I think one time was like an entire book. So to have four verses to dive into is, is, was really exciting. And, and to summarize, the point of this passage is that our righteousness should be performed for an audience of one. It should be performed for God and not for man. You know, our, our, 
The last section here is the reward. And our Father who sees doing good in secret will reward you. God knows our, our heart. And so this week as we're thinking about our, our reason why and the reasons behind the actions that we're, we're taking, we have to remember that God already knows the why. You know, he, he knows why you're helping those in need. He knows why you're serving, why you're getting up early to spend time in Scripture. He, know, he knows the why behind everything that you do. And Jesus understands, too, and is, is encouraging here that our deepest joy is not found in other people. It's not found in praise. It's not even found in that doing good for others. Our deepest, everlasting joy is found in Jesus. And that's our truest object of worship. And that should be the motivation for why we want to follow this command and practice righteousness and do good. So I think we see, too, with Jesus, I mean, throughout his life, like the, I, the one story that I read in, in Mark, I mean, we see that throughout all of Jesus' ministry, that he was healing people, that he was, you know, doing all of these great miracles, and it was never for selfish gain or praise. He did it because he is good. And ultimately, Christ gave his life for us in need, which was, you know, the utmost need. It was, it was sin and, and death and separation from God. And he gave his life for us. And he painfully, sacrificially, without any pride or praise, I mean, in fact, the opposite, with ridicule from, from man, he gave everything in our place. There's no greater love and no greater joy. And so we should love and serve those around us because we know that they are loved by Christ and we know that, that we are loved by Christ. Um, so I know this is, is short today, uh, but I just want to charge everybody, you know, where is your heart this week? Let's look at, at the reason why for what we're, what we're doing. How can you make Jesus and Jesus' love for us the reason why you do everything that you do? So we're going to have Brian come back up and, and close us out in song. And, and as we're worshiping, as, as we're spending this time singing to God, just think about that, that reason why, and I'll close this out in prayer. God, we uh, thank you for this, this beautiful Sunday. God, thank you for Redemption Church. God, may you be our, our reason why. And see your son's name I pray.